Spelt Lore is only made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. If you would like to donate, please go to speltlore.com slash money, please, or patreon.com slash speltlore. And if you go there, you'll get a bunch of bonus content, too, which is nice. It's good bonus content. I work really fucking hard on it. (laughs) Gather round, friends, let me tell you a tale of three heroes, noble and bold. A brute, a druid, and a thief who is but nine years old. You know them by name, you know them by deed. Their quests are famously daring. So here I sit, singing to you an adventure that is worth sharing. Tuck is the brute who knows not his home, he loves to sing and fight. Fingers half elf, he shifts his shape and wields a spear with great pride. Billy's a thief, his tiny size does mask the largest heart. Best and brightest, they may not be, but their friendship outweighs their smarts. So gather round, friends, and listen close, for the tale's about to start. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Spout Lore. I'm your game master, Sean O'Hara. Joining me, as always, playing Tacoma Dome, the barbarian, Abdul Aziz. Hello, everybody. Playing Ving, the half-elf druid, Paul Oppers. Hey, how's it going? And playing Fat Billy, the halfling thief, Jessica Ty. Hello, everybody. When last we left... I don't know why I didn't expect that. It's been a while. It has been a while. When last we let... I lost one. <laughs> Do we have more dice to dump out? I mean, Jessica's was open, but not dumped out. Maybe she didn't want him dumped out. <laughs> well, yeah, no one asked me. Yeah, <laughs> we choose for you. Jeff. I appreciate it. It's so much easier on my little brain. <laughs> <laughs> When last Finally. week, <laughs> we respect Jessica so much. I want everyone to know. Oh my god! Uh, when last we left our heroes, they had been betrayed. Sorry, there's more dice. Okay, we don't need all of these dice. Where's we the use two d sixes. Here's the middle ones. Oh my god! <laughs> Those are really heavy. Sean, but what if we need a d twenty at some point? We'll never need a d twenty. We'll Today need, could be the day. I bet you will need a d twenty once when I do like my last breath roll. Or oh, something. Whoa, that's not when you that? use. You don't use d twenties during last breath rolls. Maybe in our new multi class, we'll incorporate it. Oh, we I'm won't. Add, oh. We won't because it unbalances everything. Why would we do that? <laughs> you're so mad, <laughs> Sean. Who here has a master's degree in math? You, I yeah, guess, yeah. who has a game master's degree in <laughs> dice. Sean. Oh, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> uh, fuck. When last we left our heroes, betrayal. Tacoma Dome soared through the air after being betrayed by Wendeliari of the Ranger Corps. Yeah, I didn't see it coming at all. You didn't? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I love truly betraying you when yeah. you didn't expect it. Uh, <laughs> Sent down to the ground, Tacoma Dome was overcome with a vision of darkness, a void, his lungs being filled with liquid, uh, and then seeing a burning tree above him. The party reconvened through measures that involved them hearing Tuck bellow, Wendy betrayed us (laughs) at the top of his lungs. Like an angry child at his birthday party (laughs) who just learned the word betrayed. (laughs) He's not even sure what it means. Yeah, who didn't win the pass the parcel? You betrayed me! (laughs) Uh, And they uh, they all arrived momentarily to fight a bunch of guards at the cloister. Uh, 
the fight went fairly well. You, you were able to uh, both fight off and contain a number of guards before escaping through a secret door into the innermost cloister of the heart tree. Once inside the garden itself, you came upon Elman, a young idealistic gardener who Billy had been following through uh, the fairy realm. Upon being told of your great quest to save the people of the great forest and the tree itself, Elman very enthusiastically and perhaps naively chose to trust you immediately. He took you to his chambers, sneaking you through the cloister using the secret ways, and gave you disguises in the form of vestment vines, which form to you immediately and also help you with some biological processes, which some people took more advantage of than others. Tuck summoning an ungodly amount of piss to dump into these vines Elman was able to throw off the attentions of first gardener Malgath, but not before Ving was able to fling a bit of vestment piss due onto her, marking her with the eye of the tiger. It is really funny that we created a a monastic order that was at the center of an aeon old civilization (laughs) and then immediately made them piss monks. Uh, Yeah. Well, you know, (laughs) that's the the spell lore guarantee. (laughs) Is we will make all of your most important figures piss themselves <laughs> for fun. Your important figure, yeah, figure unfortunately, show. yeah. Uh, and after a nice night of sleeping in this guy's bed while he slept on the floor. Oh no, he shared a bed with Tuck. Yeah, we shared. Oh a bed. right, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I forgot the specifics of the bed configuration. Head to toe or. No, just spooning him. Spooning him. <laughs> he was doing the thing where he wiggles his hips into me pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> He's a monk. He doesn't see a lot of other. He doesn't get a lot of human contact. He does not know what it's doing. <laughs> to Whoa, me. What is it doing on this end? It's, it's there's a there's some stuff forming. <laughs> Let's just say it's harder to fill my suit. Yeah, <laughs> Tuck's been on a very special kind of journey over the course of the show. Whoa, this suit. Soaks up more than just piss. <laughs> oh my god. Did you just come into your suit? <laughs> huh. 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 Just being very nonchalant. Uh. Horrific. Uh, A little strawberry formed. Oh god. What the fuck? That's for some reason the worst. Why did you, why did you ruin such a good food? <laughs> And the window began to tapping. Oh, Ving got a vision. Too. Oh, right. This oh, is very important. Yeah. Ving, instead of sleeping, chose to use this time to uh, meditative state and was gifted a vision of Ileana and Nathaniel many years ago. Ileana in her capacity as a gardener here in Hartwood City and Nathaniel as a young military man. It seemed like he was less uh, disheveled, distraught. Yeah. Like he looked more put together. Because it was like he, you know that thing where it's like a hard guy gets a partner and then like softens yeah. and then is like, maybe the world is okay. Yeah. And then everybody's that, favorite trope. And then that partner dies and he turns into the Punisher. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly that. The vision uh, mostly concerned Ileana telling Nathaniel that the, the court wasn't going to listen and that they were going to destroy themselves uh, and that she just wanted to bail and let them do it. And Nathaniel said, no, we can make them listen. We can, we can fix this. And then the window began to tap in, and we were gifted with the arrival of a one Oman, the bookworm. 
tuck r- rushes forward. <laughs> Forgets to open the window. Yeah. <laughs> smashes. smashes through, grabs Oman, crushes him to death. Yeah, can no. I can I roll to delicately grab Oman first? Through the window? Oh, yeah, he's got to smash I mean, through the window. Yeah, I guess so. You love giving yourself the opportunity to make a mistake. Yes. I, like, I like a challenge. It's not a challenge. <laughs> Okay, duty six plus dexterity, I guess. Mm-hmm. This is a challenging situation because you have to bust through the window mm-hmm. and then delicately you, grab a little soft, little cute little worm. I mm-hmm. want to be clear. You don't have to bust through the window. Oh, I'm going to bust yeah. through the window. <laughs> it's just so funny. Okay, all right. Here we go. 2d6 plus dexterity. Uh, seven plus zero seven. <laughs> so seven to nine. I push Je- uh, Jessica and Paul to the ground. <laughs> What are you talking about? Jessica and Paul? You pushed the actors, Jessica and Paul, to the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Through the fourth wall. Tuck punches the window so hard he breaks the fourth wall. (laughs) Oh my god, you went through too many pains. Roll D6. Four. Four damage. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so your hand is just bleeding immediately. You're just covered in blood. Yeah, and then I take that bloody hand and I offer it to Oman. And you can see Oman's like flapping above (laughs) your hand and you can see on his little worm face a face that sounds like... And he flits past you oh. into the room. I wanted to see if I. The reason why Tuck was so amped to get it is to see if uh, Maresh had written him anything <laughs> specifically. <laughs> uh, yeah, he flies right past and into the room. When he flies past me, I go, "If there's if there's anything on there from Maresh, it's for me. So nobody read it." You <laughs> dibs on the note. So he's just kind of fluttering around the room, looking for a play a safe place to land. What news you bring? Many words from Master Librarian. Offer a finger. Poof. And he unfurls his wings. Oh my god. And they are absolutely chock full crammed. Oh my god. With librarian shorthand. Oh, <gasps> cool. Yeah. So it is. I mean, you all look at this and you go, oh, that's librarian shorthand. Like, this is like their basically coded note taking method mm-hmm. that. None of us were taught. What? Ving was a silent... <laughs> yeah. S- yeah, totally. Remember? You learned the martial arts. Martial arts. But you're not a researcher. So maybe I know, like it says, like slap, foot, <laughs> hug. Yeah, you're able to pick up the things like, that say punch. Yeah. There <laughs> but there isn't, unfortunately, very much. It's something about a hole punch here. But it's something that you could probably decode over time. It's just not going to be like super simple to read right away. Can I try to go into my mind palace and to all and see if I can find all of the times that Farah tried to teach us the shorthand? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So this will be a defy danger intelligence. <laughs> So you like sift through your daydreams Are you to going look to the, at the board. The pizza palace in your mind with the, all the tucks. Yeah, the sit down pizza hut in my mind. Um, Paul's laughing really hard. <laughs> the, the pizza pie mind palace or the pizza yeah, hut. Yeah, the sit down pizza pizza hut in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be a sit down pizza hut. It's not a fucking pizza hut express. <laughs> There's Jessica spilled. It's like the name of a fucking vinyl cafe uh, short story collection. The sit down pizza hut in my mind. Oh uh, god damn it. Uh. <laughs> Why are we so fucking stupid? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I can't answer that question. Seven years anyway. in, I cannot answer that question for you. Okay, so here's what I was thinking. Is you guys asked a lot of questions. Yeah. So Farah returned with a lot of information. Do you remember all the questions? I wrote it down. Oh, he no. asked you up. I went back and I listened. Oh, you did, nice. unfortunately. No, you started asking you up and then you guys like erased some stuff. Like you're like, no, <laughs> so we got to. But he saw, us, he saw us erase it. Yeah. That's embarrassing. <laughs> uh, Ving's mom is a wizard. 
What do you know of wizards creating life? Have you heard of the Ilianas? She may have created me. Was harbored by a druid family. What do you know of the ranger attack on the Ilianas and the island of Hibernia? Uh. That is a lot. So this is what I was thinking is like, do we do we do one role that unlocks all of the information on the wings or are we trying to decode the different messages? Can we each try and remember the shorthand? Well, let's see what happens (laughs) with the first roll. Like, we're not going to roll them all at the same time unless we all want to go to the sit down pizza hut in Tuck's mind. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) oh, my God. I mean, you've got got the rings. This is what the rings are for. This is my version of communion of whisper. (laughs) It's the sit down pizza hut in my mind. We all roll D6s? Uh, yeah, I guess. How yeah, are we d- structuring this? <laughs> well, no, I guess it's just, well, so it'll start. Not all of you have to roll, but like, so Tuck can roll uh-huh. and then you guys can be there. Okay. And then if Tuck requires help in the mm. sit down pizza hut, then you can roll. Okay. Yeah. What am I rolling plus? Intelligence. In- fuck. Yeah. Remember? It's mine's it's house. Book, it's, and it's book stuff. <laughs> exactly. Oh, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is one of the virginity days. Yeah. Okay, what? we got to stop calling him that. But <laughs> eight, eight minus one is seven. <laughs> <laughs> Still a seven to nine. Still yeah. a seven to nine. You know what? Not bad. Yeah, yeah. So we go to the the sit down Pizza Hut. Fuck. In Tuck's brain, what do we see? Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, it's lunchtime. So there's a seven ninety nine <laughs> Pizza Hut buffet. Yeah. But so there's the a lunch pizzas rush. Pizzas are plates, and then you pile on. Uh, salad and pasta onto the pizza. <laughs> onto so the, the pizza is a plate. Yeah, getting it back to tables. Plates. Hot. Yeah, yeah, it's very hot. Yeah, I love that. Great. And uh, we see uh, in the corner next to the Street Fighter Two machine uh, a table. There's a tuck in like board shorts and like an upside down visor. Yeah, <laughs> playing the Street Fighter Two machine. Uh, just button mashing. <laughs> you just got a button mash. And there's a table very much like the desk of Master Librarian Farah Margani. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, and at that table sits Tacoma Dome. And across from him, Tacoma Dome, but in a long gray wig with a robe, <laughs> with a golden rod, uh, a golden rod hem. <laughs> Just dressed like fair. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I believe that this is locked within your mind, Tacoma. You just got to look a little bit closer. Thank you, Tacoma. <laughs> Please call me Master Librarian Farah Margani. Thank you, Master Librarian Farah Margani. And then he says, I appreciate you teaching me to read. And then he touches the other Tacoma's hand (laughs) gently. And he looks into your eyes. (laughs) And he brushes the gray wig hair out of his face. And then Tacoma reaches forward and puts it back. (laughs) And then another Tacoma starts playing saxophone. Kenny G. (laughs) Kenny G. And he pulls his hand away. No, we have to focus. We can't fuck like we do every time you come here. <laughs> the analogy is getting very confused in Tuck's mind. This is why it's a seven to nine. <laughs> he can't remember what were dreams and what was reality and what only happens in the sit down Pizza Hut in yeah. his mind. Yeah. For I don't know what is dream and what is reality here. <laughs> and then he touches his face gently. He touches the saxophone his face. <laughs> All I know is every moment with you is a dream come true. He touches the saxophone. He's like, why don't you get in here too, big guy? <laughs> jing, jing, as the door opens. Yeah. And then Billy and Vicar. <laughs> we should not have brought you here. This, nobody should see this. I shouldn't see yeah. this. Billy and Ving, you are in a 
Pizza Hut. Yeah. Full of Tacoma domes of different clothing and style. Billy doesn't even recognize it. He just sees pizza plates <laughs> uh-huh. and is like, I've never seen something so good. It goes for it. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a there's a Tacoma dome there in a full chef's outfit with a chef hat and a and a mustache over his beard. And he goes, "Hey, slow it down. <laughs> that a pizza for everyone." I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, Tuck, you are sitting at this table with the shorthand lesson as you kind of half remember it in front of you. Okay. And Ving and Billy are, have arrived. I, t- I grab one of the textbooks that's on the table. I put it on my lap and I'm like, hey guys. <laughs> and we were sitting at a desk across the restaurant talking to a different Tuck and we're like, oh, what? <laughs> oh, what? Oh. Yeah, that one has uh, one of those green visors on and like a calculator in front of him. <laughs> Because he's got some questions about his expenses. Yeah. He's got to get it sorted out. <laughs> oh, he's not going to give you good advice. <laughs> You're not going to get the answers you were looking for. Yeah, guys, I'm trying to figure this thing out. So what do I get out of this? Uh, So what you get... Okay, so the seven to nine here is that we're in the Pizza Palace, and this is where we're getting this information. <laughs> Can I present the things that I get, like the gist of it to Billy and Ving in this palace of knowledge that I have constructed for myself? Yes. And be like, can you guys figure more out? We all add our own... Little yeah. bits of knowledge here. Can we go into each other's mind palaces? <laughs> can we incept? Oh. Can we incept further? Yeah, totally. Because okay. our restaurant might not be Pizza Hut. Yeah, it could be so many other places. Okay, what if? Okay, we are incepting right now. I do want to. We are very. Much we're doing an inception right now. Uh, so how I was thinking about it was when we were in the library. Remember, if you spent a day researching in the library, yeah. you got. A uh, ten plus on a spelt lore. Oh yeah. So I think that's basically what you're getting is right. you can pick each of you can pick one of the questions maybe to mm-hmm. get a full. Oh yeah. Debrief on. So the information that you're getting from the bookworm, which is I, being told to you by Farah Margani, of yeah. course, because she's here presenting that information to yeah. you, is a hotter, more muscular Farah <laughs> Margani. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the for, it sounds like in the shorthand that you can decode that she kind of got like an all hands situation to help you with this information. Cool. What's Uh, that mean? It means that she considered this important enough that she was pulling in different departments. Like she pulled in all working groups and was like, we need to get them answers to these questions. Sick. Yeah. (laughs) We're, we're important assets. (laughs) Oh my God. So the attack on Hibernia was, um, they believe politically motivated based on sort of the climate in the great forest at the time, though records are sparse because the elves have always been fairly isolationist and their information has always been held very tightly. Uh, But librarians that were placed in the forest at the time reported that there was a strife between the Vox Populi and the Vox Silvi. Because around that time, so this was what I was saying earlier, is the runes on the great tree have been overgrown for so long that there was a point in elven politics where it became no longer about following the words of the heart tree and it became about interpreting the words of the heart tree because they weren't as simple to read so people started putting their own spin on things and the gardeners began to have more power Mm. Uh, and then as that became more important members of the court began 
putting their own gardeners in place so they could control the word, mm. at least according to the librarians that were here mm. uh, the at wisdom that time. Got all- purple monkey dishwashery exactly yeah and then every once in a while someone would be like selling purple monkey dishwashers so of course it would be you mm-hmm. know that kind of thing yeah so there was a degree to which like oh iliana is an abomination mm. because she is a wizard and we kill wizards mm-hmm. but the underline is she is trying to take power away from us specifically, mm-hmm. not that the, her magic is unbalancing the world, but she is specifically trying to take power away from the court. Do they know what faction within the elven court? Oh, like which like members of the court at the time? Yeah, I don't mm. know if that's important, but like who are the players that like were anti Iliana? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, what if it's the royal family? Like and, the prime royal family? Yeah, and Nathaniel stays in his role because he, he's kind of like the only one, um, like he wants to like protect the tree. So he's um, like, if I step away, then like all that's left is like the other people in my family to do what they want. Oh. You know what I never thought of, but I don't, I do kind of like is that because we've talked about how it's different territories. Like Nathaniel is the king of the Boreal Reach, uh-huh. but that they are all related related that yeah. they're all siblings and stuff like that it's not like separate families like it's like cousins and brothers and sisters like Nathaniel's yeah. family is in charge of the boreal reach and the wicks are in charge of like a different region yeah totally yeah, but the wicks and uh Nathaniel, like they're still related yeah, yeah they're like yeah cousins yeah totally so is it all the rest of the siblings then yeah i think maybe I think there was one other fan, and maybe it was the Wicks. Like, I think the Wicks maybe mm. supported Nathaniel at the time. Oh, cool. That's fun. Uh, so sick. <laughs> yeah. So fucking sick. That's why the name was so connected. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they're kind of like Nathaniel. The Wicks are kind of like assholes. <laughs> well, like assholes, but also kind of folk heroes to some people because oh, cool. they were like supporting the people at the time. They wanted the power to be in the wood and in the trees. Uh, whereas the nobles wanted more and more power for themselves. It would be interesting, and this is not related to this question at all, <laughs> but like if the Wicks were the, like you remember when the war started, like some rangers w- had to go out and deal with the wizards? Yeah. It would be interesting if that was the role that the Wicks took upon themselves. Oh, yeah. Which is why it was Shethane who like was out in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were like the hunters. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, okay, yeah. So I think that's what you're going to get for that cool does that answer the question yeah 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 like the rest of Nathaniel's siblings other than like the wick family yeah like essentially betrayed him so it's like a familial (laughs) like betrayal yeah totally and some of them i think the ones that directly were like sending Nathaniel to go kill iliana are still alive i think maybe one or two of them are dead okay yeah just by intrigue natural causes that kind of stuff but there is still like a little finger in the court oh yeah totally yeah can we get a name for that a name for for the the, like person the little finger oh um yeah totally uh solana oh that's nice what is Nathaniel's last name yeah what is i was trying to think of that too what is Nathaniel's last name we've never said that he has a last name okay it's not zumba no Oh, was that from Zumba? Zumba a... was the was the Elven name. Yeah. Oh, okay. His last name Zumba. Okay. It's Nathaniel we Zumba. That. Hilarious. Nathaniel <laughs> Van Zumba. That's Van what Zumba, it is. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god! I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> no, it's very <laughs> funny. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> so uh, it's so it'd be Solana Vang something. Kieran? Yeah. Like C Y R. Yeah. Solara Vang Kieran, Queen of the Sun Peaks. Oh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Paul's doing tit stuff. <laughs> I love when Paul does tit stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Queen of the Sun Peaks. Uh, which I think is like a <laughs> when we read the name, Tuck goes in the in the pizza palace goes, ha ha. <laughs> uh so yeah, and I think the Sun Peaks are a more mountainous region mm. of the wood. Like they like it they're uh, they're called that because like every peak of every tree in this on this mountain is touched by the sun like mm. it's it's a very elevated place in the wood yeah why so icy oh, yeah, yeah totally yeah but it's like oh but we're still oh we get so much natural sunlight that like ooh, we can still grow stuff and so they, glittery ooh, they probably got like uh aerial like oh, raised greenhouses and stuff like that to oh. like take advantage of all that light oh cool yeah. there's like helium bladders that like oh i kind of like that yeah that some of them are like straight up floating, floating. yeah um, yeah, they yeah. could ride on the um, thermals. Ooh, oh, their tree gliders are probably so fucking skilled because oh. they like ride the thermal waves and stuff like that. They're probably like little polar ones, like, oh, like yeah. white and fluffy. Yes, yeah. they maybe Ooh. can fly higher too because they are used to the thermal, so they don't have yeah. to be in the trees. Cute, so cool. We did. We're doing it. We're world building. Oh yeah. Okay, here we are. We're back, baby. <laughs> Uh, okay, so that is that question. Okay. You get the answer that it was n- not just culturally motivated, quote unquote. There was a political aspect to the death of Ileana. Yeah. Solara Van Kirk. Solara Va- uh, Van Kieran, Queen of the Sun Peaks, who is still alive. Mm-hmm. And I guess if cool. we're going to retcon was present at the beginning of the trial of the three of you. I guess, yeah, makes she sense. She technically would have been there. Or maybe, no, she wasn't there. Why not? It Wasn't it Great like a question. gather? Oh, yeah. Okay. She was supposed to be there, but she wasn't. Cool. Mm. So, is that a uh, hand reaches across the table to rest on yours? Does that answer your question? And then I lean in and go, if my kid wasn't here, I'd fuck you so hard. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and then Sean's <laughs> hand darted away from Abdul so fast and then brushed away a piece of hair on your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> and then because uh, a, a tuck in a Pizza Hut uniform shows up and goes, we're closing. We're closing now. We're closing. Everybody out. And we are slammed back to Elman's chambers. What is Elman seeing this whole time? He's standing there gently sipping from the sleeve of his vestment vine as you stand stock still in the middle of the room our heads are kind of cocked to the side and yeah. tilted back and our eyes are rolling in our head billy's going <laughs> <laughs> we're all rubbing these rings on our hands yeah. and he's just like ving is high-fiving and like almost falling over <laughs> just incredible tuck is pissing himself <laughs> <laughs> they're just as the story's described <laughs> Un- intelligible <laughs> but of course the the motivations of adventurers such as these would be quite unknowable to people like me billy's eating a shoe <laughs> <laughs> but you've still got a uh, wings full of information if you so choose to uh, in- investigate it now i want to look okay. at those wings 2d6 plus i guess the spout lore makes more sense really yeah. I'd like to spout lore about what's on those wings. Yeah, now that Tuck has been able to decode some of the shorthand, you can just spout lore. Okay. So 2d6 plus intelligence. 
Seven plus intelligence, I got a six. <laughs> can I help? Yes, absolutely. Or can Tuck help? I would love to help. Okay. okay. Yes. 2d6 plus bond. Let me help you with that reading, big boy. <laughs> Come in behind him. <laughs> Just, you, you reach around him and open his eyes even wider. Put your hands underneath my neck scarf and yeah. come out of my sleeveless vest. Put my glasses on his face. Oh, no. I failed. failed. So a failure. Uh, uh, no. Fuck. I am comfortable with that meaning that just one of the questions is an answer you don't want to get. Okay. Oh. Yeah. What question would you like answered? Oh, I was going to... Something about creating... What do you know of wizards creating life? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That yeah. Makes sense. Like why? What's the motivation? Why would she have done that sort of thing? Yeah, totally. So, uh, yeah, with the, with the failure, Farah in the shorthand says evidence of wizards creating life absent completely. Perfect life considered near impossible through thaumaturgy. Gollum's closest approximation considered quote unquote holy grail of thaumaturgical research. Uh. And then after that, it says absent. And then it says suspiciously absent. Uh. It, it sounds like they couldn't find any references to it. Right. Because when the library was burned the first time, the torch scrubbed parts of the stacks. <clears throat> Like there were, yeah, there were a lot of books that were destroyed. Do you think that maybe he scrubbed this part on purpose? I bet. Yeah. Mm. Cause the, like the torch, it was a part of the dark guard, right? So he was taking, yes. Yeah. He was taking commands from the gibbous man. So if the gibbous man wanted evidence of like this thing scrubbed, (laughs) he could have done it. Cool. Mm -hmm. Then Jessica, you get one too. Okay. What of the questions do you wish to be? What's left? Uh, so what is left is, what have you heard of the Ilianas? Mm-hmm. Let's try. Why not? See. Yeah. 2d6 plus intelligence for a spell Let's lore. Let's get 12. Let's get 12. Close oh, enough. 10. That's oh, a 10. Intelligence. Shit. Hold on, hold on. This is not okay. fair. 10. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. That is not fair. Billy's <laughs> <laughs> been practicing how to read in secret. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Uh, in the mind palace, you're a genius. Yeah, his mind palace is soup. <laughs> it's Wait. just soup. It's yeah. just soup. Like he, swimming around in soup? Yeah, um, wow. like he gets like the little spaghetti and he floats in it. <laughs> oh my God. And then, like, you know, a potato like comes by and eats potato. Yeah. There's a little celery and eats it's celery. It's el spaghetti, so, yeah. he, can, so uh, he can breed oh, yeah. everywhere. It's shorthand el spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> that's so cute. So that's all the letters in the noodles are spelling uh-huh. out the information mm-hmm. in a way that Billy can can, can read it. <laughs> and, and like way in the distance of the soup, you hear Tuck and Ving freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Billy! What the fuck is happening? Oh, my God. <laughs> you can't swim. It's so hot. It's so hot. So... Back in the room, Elman just sees Billy still going. (laughs) (laughs) But the information that Billy gets from this is (laughs) you get in the it's like jazz. The things that Farah didn't write down suggest that when she got this information, she lost her mind. Mm. (laughs) Uh, Mm. But she does say like um, Ileana's cast out of Oval Council name translates to bear keeper or something like that um like if they're like the oldest druids and then they have the constellations what if 
sects of druids came from oh, like the constellations that they'd read. Yeah, like that. that each of the different clades right. were like um, constellations. Yeah, I like that. And that's like a natural connection to like the demons. Yeah, mm-hmm. because yeah. the demons are also like the different icons are represented by constellations as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is a throwback to old druidic knowledge. Right. Yeah. That's or cool. Or it shows their early connection. Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. Then that means, yeah, because that's cool. Because then there's a constellation of like the deer, mm-hmm. constellation of the deep, where like the deep walkers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I like that the idea that like bear surrounder, bear keeper. Yeah. Just that the night sky is the keeper of everything on the Ooh, on this planet yeah. or on that this the bear, place. The bear was considered like the overarching like spiritual guardian of the material plane. Ooh. You know, there's that like myth that there is like a bear that will eat the moon one Mm -hmm. day. Yeah. And maybe that came from the fact that the constellation of the bear was always surrounding Lillian's moon, like in a protective capacity. And when it shattered, the bear disappeared. Like the entire constellation was gone. Oh, and maybe that might have been at least. Oh, that's a cool idea. Yeah. That might have been part of the reason that the Ilianas were cast out of like the council. Mm-hmm. because like when the moon shattered and the bear disappeared they were like oh you're fucking out whatever that means not good for you get right. out of here because mm-hmm. cool. after the moon shattered that's when they made a deal with the gray yeah, when they, they shrouded the islands so they couldn't see the stars anymore anyways yeah. I think the shattering of the moon what I was going to say is also that it brought up an older sect of something that was a bit more superstitious mm-hmm. it's like all of a sudden if astronomers astrologers are like put up as our highest uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah totally mm-hmm. Uh, intellects yeah absolutely well and it it, it kind of it's interesting because it kind of parallels the court in a way right because they couldn't see the stars anymore so they were basing it all on themselves just like the court can't read yeah. the runes anymore mm-hmm. so they're like coming up with shit it's almost like someone is obfuscating knowledge that has to do with the night sky Ooh, and like the gibbous man has been actively destroying the other sources mm-hmm. of guidance like where the night sky is almost guidance from both the spirit realm and the iconic realm. The knowledge trees are guidance from the spirit realm. Like it's like the stars. Oh, yeah. Even like the sea of graves, you can't like read the sea mm-hmm. uh, and like the, the constant storm also like covers up the sky. Totally. Mm-hmm. And the runes themselves and the pillars are yeah. like indecipherable. Yeah. Cause yeah. you can't even get close enough to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Okay, so to further answer the question, I think the Ilianas, I like the translation of Iliana meaning mother bear. Mm-hmm. Um, and Me I think too. that their role in Hibernian society at the time was the shepherds of like the spiritual connection of the island. Like mm-hmm. they were the custodians of the island's actual connection to the spirit realm. Because as we know, via Billy's interaction with the fairies, that place is very spiritually resonant. Uh, and I think the Ilianas were meant to be the ones that like directly took care of that there are also connections to the myths of the lunar bear and stuff like that and how they were the ones that supposedly tended a great bear that slept beneath the island the island itself so yeah that is that is that is primarily what you get on the iliana front although that's a 10 it's got to be something useful yeah so i think maybe yeah hmm oh what if it was like a postscript Mm -hmm. that like pharaoh wrote just for billy like in runic oh, language yeah it could be that or i was saying to sean the other day i was like what if oman has like a tiny little like rolled up excerpt like tied to one of his legs or something or mm-hmm. his back and it's like pharaoh would never usually ever do this mm-hmm. but she knows it's so important so she like sent like an original excerpt and it's like oh I, we can't read this we need billy to look at it oh, oh cool. i like that a lot that's a 10 plus that's yeah. a 10 plus for sure <laughs> plus so right uh 
you see you get billy is like in his soup palace yeah uh reading the reading the noodles and there's a giant oman like yeah. flitting above <laughs> him billy <laughs> it is i oman wow i come to you with great knowledge and then in the distance you hear tuck go <laughs> I drown out Tuck screams. Tell me, Oman. Look upon my little butt. <laughs> I am looking. And you see in the soup palace. He uh, turns around and then peeks back a bit. <laughs> yeah, like, with one ooh. finger on his lips. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you see tied to him with a delicate silk strand, mm-hmm. a rolled up piece of parchment. And I, I grab it because, I don't know, space and time doesn't matter. And it is written in the fairy language. Is this from an excerpt from a fairy book or from um, like a runic manuscript? Um, I think it would be kind of amongst like those like fairy pages that yeah. remember like there's that room Billy was hanging out in and there mm. was like pages and like little booklets that I guess the librarians didn't really know what to do with because they couldn't mm. decipher it. But Billy was like, oh, this is fairy language. Mm-hmm. So he could read it. Okay, cool. What if those pages were made out of like felled knowledge trees? Yeah. So it's like it's like the all oh, the really thin bark. Yes, yes. like shaved. It's like bark. an arbutus bark. Yeah, that's a great idea. And it was like it used to be other books, but that ink faded and the runes remained. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, okay, so Billy, I assume still in the suit palace, still partially in the suit palace, partially climbing Ving to read this oh. parchment, unrolls it, and anyone in the room would see that it is in that sort of strange runic style that fairies write in the sort of like twisty ogham like branching things that just communicate an idea instead of having to be read like words written in the in the the grains of the wood oh yeah totally and billy you are inundated with a fragment of verses written a thousand years ago by a fairy who came to the material plane at a very tumultuous time in this planet's history and the words that you receive are chains broken became chains forged when moon threw off her yoke father knight was cast away to walk among the folk whoa oh my god wrote that in like two minutes holy shit now i'm hard (laughs) (laughs) so that is the information that you receive so the gibbous man does not want to be here yeah so it's like he didn't willingly come to the physical realm maybe he's trapped in our realm in some form no because it's like chains broken that's lillian yeah that's chimes freeing lillian and then to become chains forged like what if i mean it could mean that lillian was chained up again or it could be referring to the gibbous man or that the freeing of Lillian were changed for somebody else. Yes. The gibbous man in some way. Yeah. I think that's what it is. I think when chimes broke Lillian's chains Mm -hmm. that like when he broke the cage that Lillian was in, the side effect of that was that the gibbous man was chained to the material realm and he, he's been forced to walk as like a material aspect all of these years and maybe that's what this is all about maybe he's trying to get back to what he was before eternal it's not necessarily that he's trying to wreck the physical plane he's just trying to get himself out yeah he's trying to collapse all of the different realms back into one Uh so maybe that's how he well if you think about it like jessica was saying like where it's like 
gods can be split into different aspects and dimensions and facets. Like if that event split the gibbous man, then shoving all of the different realms back into the same yeah. thing allows him to naturally like reintegrate with the rest of himself. Yeah. Is that right? Is that? I'm going to let you guys connect these dots. Can I use bardic lore to, I, cause I have gods and their servants and histories of the grand world to like get a firm answer on what this means. In can, can, you re- can you read the specifics of Bardic Lore one more time? Because there's kind of, it's kind of like you can't ask questions about a thing forever. When you defend, you always get a plus one hole. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> okay, perfect. Then yeah, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> when you first encounter imp- an important creature location or item covered by your Bardic Lore, you can ask the GM any one question about it. The GM will answer truthfully. The GM may ask you what legend, song, or tale you heard this information in. Hmm. Do we think that this applies within the words of Bardic Lore? I do. I mean, I think I, this... Yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's Tuck interpreting a poem. Mm-hmm. But this sliver of the fairy tale is, is definitely... There's definitely songs about... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, the fairy tales encompass so much magical language and yeah. fantastical songwriting. Tuck has also walked the road for so many years yeah, and just totally. sat around so many campfires where people have just told stories that have just yeah. been propagating through the world. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of those stories come from fairy folk tales. Totally. Like a fairy trades a story to a person for a favor kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think unless Okay, this is a good payoff for receiving the library's information after mm-hmm. all this time. I think unless you uncover a similarly huge piece of information like other ancient art or tales or somebody that was alive at the time this might be coming up on the end of the questions you can ask about the gibbous man specifically okay you're gonna have to uncover something serious okay if you want to ask more questions you know what i mean that makes sense yeah okay what do you want to know uh okay so we're floating in like the infinite the soup palace plane yeah. of soup yeah <laughs> palace is maybe a strong <laughs> word for one of an ocean i'm calling them all palaces <laughs> yeah. oh the soup ocean yeah. yeah and ving and i have like finally like found an ode that we can sit in <laughs> ving found a door but there's not enough room on it for tuck we've <laughs> <laughs> been reenacting that scene the titanic yeah, yeah. tuck is drowning in chicken broth right now <laughs> Tuck, there's a, bu- a bunch of bubbles that rise up around Tuck, and Ving's like, oh, I get it. The fart of the ocean. I like it. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good. And you hear Tuck go, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> You can smell it. <laughs> All the ha, 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 ha letters <laughs> pop up. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. LOL. <laughs> we, we really like that. It's really, I mean, it's really funny. It's very funny. Uh, okay. But yeah, we're all like, we've tethered all of our like letters together. We're all floating, looking at the sky yeah. where like, I think the verses uh, that Billy is reading are mm. kind of like projected across the sky. Uh, and Tuck, what is, what is a good question here? I like that the sky is Ving's mind palace. Oh yeah. Mm. It's like a lovely, uh, beautiful cumulus cloud yeah. openness. Mm-hmm becomes a blending of billy's soup ocean and then like the night sky or mm-hmm. not the night sky but the, the sky yeah <laughs> yeah yeah the eternal sky a morning sky yeah. yeah can you read the verses one more time yeah chains broken became chains forged when moon threw off her yoke father night was cast away to walk among the folk 
Um, uh, this might be a useless question. This is, your, this is your last one. All right. So Tuck is like very like like stupid. Like he's very. <laughs> He's like, I think Tuck is way smarter than he gives himself credit for. <laughs> I know, but like Tuck is like grounded in the tangible, right? Yeah. So he like looks his, at this poem and then he focuses in on the chains part of it. Mm. Cause like those are, that's like what he understands as this like street kid from McCall mm. is like being trapped, being chained. He understands the weight of something like chaining you to something else and how important those chains are when you're trapped mm -hmm. so he's just like what are the gibbous man's chains hmm Ooh, good question hmm so you would believe based on everything you've learned the stories that you've read the fact that you've spoken with ancient beings directly involved in these situations and based on this very knowledge that the gibbous man as punishment was chained to the material plane by Lillian. Uh Whoa. Huh. She turned it around on him. Yeah. Uh you don't know the specifics of how that would work yeah. metaphysically or why, but that is what the, story is suggesting the chains broken the act of breaking whatever hold the gibbous man had on lillian at that time whether it was through the deal that chimes made with the sea or the actual power that was being discharged lillian was able to use that to punish her father so that means that the gibbous man intentionally killed lillian to try and break his chains probably if it was her who chained him to this plane. And then he tried to tear her apart to get back to. I mean, maybe we don't know. We don't know the details around any of those other events, like the death of Rian or the grieving. We only have some information, mm -hmm. but what you have determined is that it's very likely almost certain in your mind, based on the mind of someone that has known chains in the past has, has lived a life of, like internment or imprisonment. Yeah. Um, you would guess that that is what the story is trying to convey. Yeah. One other thing I will say is that you don't know exactly what, but you would assume, I mean, you know for certain that the gibbous man still has some aspect of power, but if he is chained to the material plane, he must in some way be vulnerable. He can die. And that is all you're going to get. I've been your host, Sean O'Hara. <laughs> yeah, joining me. This, this episode was just a bunch of spell lords, yeah. essentially. Shit. A bunch of uh, just us standing in like, a woman's room. Tilt, our heads tilted back, yeah, eyes rolling on. in our heads. Like, we keep cutting back to Elman every once in a while. He's like eating cereal. <laughs> yeah, he's drawn like a little charcoal portrait of us. <laughs> yeah, he's illustrated <laughs> us. He's yeah. doing a finger painting of Thing, <laughs> like, but it's like really sexual. <laughs> He's doing a finger painting like, on Tuck? Yeah. <laughs> Where he's like, he's painting Ving's, Ving's lips. He's like, there's you, Ving. 
We cut to the three of us and we're wearing different <laughs> costumes and he's having tea beside us. Having a tea party. Everybody, you guys have just had your eyes rolled into the backs of your head all morning. <laughs> wow, that's uh, a powerful bug. Yeah, <laughs> right? He knew a lot. He's staying away from Oman for sure. Yeah. yeah. And that's where we're going to end it for this oh. week. <laughs> Uh, I've been your game master, Sean O'Hara. Joining me as always, playing Tacoma Dome, the barbarian, Abdul Aziz. So long. Playing Ving, the half-elf druid, Paul Oppers. Take care. Playing Fat Billy, the halfling thief, Jessica Tai. Bye, everyone. Thank you to Aaron Reed of Vancouver Sunday Service for our intro and outro music. If you want to listen to all of the music that you've heard on the show, you can find that music at soundcloud.com. And if you want to listen to Aaron Reed's original music, you can find that at aaronreed.bandcamp.com. Thank you to all of our supporters around the world for supporting the show. If you would like to support us, uh, you can find it at patreon.com slash speltlore or speltlore.com slash money, please. And uh, guys, let's talk a little bit about what you get on Patreon. Oh, they get um, merch, access to sensual postcards. No, sorry. That's the wrong <laughs> adjective. Yes, you're being too sexual this episode. Yeah, you're right. It's all my fault. Well, I'm working on the next postcard, so maybe it will be sensual. Uh, you can also get uh, bonus material. Bonus material like our Mall Brats game yep. in the High Spear Mall. Outtakes and bloopers are fun. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Where mm. we have all our swears and <laughs> other things. Yeah. And uh, at the higher levels... You can get access to a monthly game run by yours truly or a monthly game run by Abdul. Yeah. Monster team. Yeah, it's all coming soon. And thank you most of all to all of you for listening. We'll see you next time. And so ends the tale of Adventures 3 Who tried the best they can Though dumb and scared and lost they be For times abreast in revelry 